Hello and welcome to the Mid Game Crisis podcast. Um, Jamie, I don't know what I'm doing in my life. <laughs> well, that's it's fallen apart early. Yeah, that's sounds what I'm doing in my life. Welcome to the Mid Game Crisis podcast. A sideways look at life and giving you a laugh with Jamie. But yeah, we're we're here on a when when does this go live? This will be Tuesday. So it's it's Tuesday for the listeners, but we're coming okay. to you from the past. Well, I hope your Monday went okay, and uh, we're here as always on Tuesday to to ease you into the into the week, get you ready for Hump Day, brighten your life, um, make you question why you're bothering to listen to us, um, and all that kind of kind of good stuff. We hope you like the new intro music, by the way. It cost hundreds of thousands of pounds. Um, the person singing was actually Axl Rose. Um, cost a lot of money. He wasn't doing much, though. So. I suspect that to be a lie of sorts. <laughs> Prove me wrong. We sh- well, fair point. I was I was about to give a shout out to the guy who did it, but no, fuck it. Now I'll give the game away. So, yeah, uh, 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 tired I am. Jeez, oh god. Oh. Well, you know, we sh- should point out we're recording. What's it? It's about half eleven at night. We've just sat down yeah. to record. You've just come off the back of what four hours of WoW reading. Yeah, and I, for my part, am absolutely off my face on prescription medications. Amazing. I am high as hell at the minute because I'm on all the painkillers. So, so hello from from Earth's orbit. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you had a good week? Yeah, not too bad. I've been playing good. Minecraft again. Oh, you've gone back into the world of squares. Oh, haven't I, though? And as as is my way, so started playing Minecraft, it actually fired up a new world to start a new realm for the group, because ours fell by the wayside. So started up a new world and uh, jumped into it with uh, with Silent Ed and did a wee bit of uh, trotting about, and then my wife joined as well. Found, we went wandering, found a village... Then found a tower, which we didn't know what the hell it was, and then went and attacked it and realised it's the new uh, pillagers from the new update, which are evil villagers. So all you hear is, and then thwip, thwip, as crossbows fire at you. It's fucking terrifying. So we killed all of them and stole their tower. We now live in it. So that's how that's gone. Well, that's good. I've just been working... I haven't really done anything. I haven't really played any new games, to be honest. Oh, well, I mean, my uh, my eldest son has become obsessed with Undertale, so he's been uh, he's been playing that a lot. And it, I, watching over his shoulder actually looks all right. Uh, is... I think it's a bit of a cult a cult game, but yeah, um, it looks all right. Yeah, it looks looks pretty fun. It's it's I like the uh, the art style with Undertale, and it looks really fun. I've never played it, but my kids got obsessed with watching uh i think it was dan tdm who was playing it and so i ended up i think i've seen the entire game so i don't i never need to play it but but it looks good um so we'll uh we'll start off as we are going to every week now with uh your headlines oh yes and um i've actually got a treat for you because i've got four holy crap today um, so, if you want to give us uh, give us your intro, okay. It's uh, was it? Um... Bong! Bolt of lightning ignites fart gases in woman's septic tank and makes her toilet explode. Bong! <laughs> Furious residents can't watch TV due to trees. <laughs> Bong! <laughs> Church admits Norwich Cathedral Helter Skelter is a mistake. <laughs> Bong. Hullman <laughs> wants council to cut back bush before it kills someone. 
Jeez, <laughs> why are the plants rising up against us? <laughs> I don't know. So they're the hot headlines of this week. Um, that is literally the most important news stories uh, that, have, that are from around the world. Uh, as always, we will cover all of them, but um, Jamie gets to pick one now, and we'll leave the rest till uh, till further into the, the the podcast. Okay, I which one would you like? It's it's got a bit. I have to know. Residents can't watch TV because trees. Yes, so Burton residents. So this is coming from Burton. Coming straight um, out of Burton. <laughs> straight out of Burton. Um, now. Again, they, they, I hate doing this because people listening don't get the benefit, but they do get the benefit of your reaction. This may be the best staged photograph I've ever seen. Oh, my God. And I also think we need to be photoshopping this for an album cover. I oh, think it has to happen. So is this the album art for this? But is it this the... I think we have to photo this uh, for, for the album art. So let me just uh, send this to you now. Okay. If if I can, if I can figure out how to do this on Skype, there we go. I think that's right. Right, okay, there we go. Now I have to figure um, out how to open it. <laughs> oh God, how the hell do I, how do I do a thing? I don't I don't know I I don't know um I don't even know where this is. Ah, right. wait, okay. conversation. I found it. We are no, professionals. Oh, it's lost. Can't you just send oh, it on it Facebook? <laughs> I can do uh, that. Yeah, I'll cut all this out. It's fine. No, 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 no. Give the people the magic. <laughs> the magic. Okay, and there we go. You ready for this? Yes. Maybe. Possibly. I don't know. Name that group. Name that group. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'd like to point something out here. Um, ABBA, or, or <laughs> apparently, um, three, three of them appear to be pointing at trees, while their leader is giving a Nazi salute. Yeah, that, she doesn't know what the hell's going on. If you notice <laughs> as well, if you look at it, she is standing ramrod straight. Like the others are kind of relaxed, and she's she is definitely <laughs> at full attention. And glaring at the other three, as if to say, <laughs> you are all standing in the wrong direction. <laughs> that is the fun tree. This, this is the tree that needs to die. So yeah, so that's the um, that's the, the 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 lead photo. To describe, and I'll 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 try and pop it in the show notes. I'll try and make show notes. That'd be a good thing. Wow. Um, to describe that, it's it's four old people in a garden. <laughs> that is, right, but three of them are pointing at a tree, and one of them is staring at the other three, while reaching out to pluck. A child's dreams from the sky and crush them <laughs> in her arthritic grasp. Joe, you know it looks like it looks like three of them have uh, answered an advert in a in a newspaper um, for Saturday Night Fever the dance lessons. And <laughs> she's the instructor. It looks like they're the they're um Slough's third most popular Westlife tribute act for the over eighties <laughs> end of life. <laughs> Um, so, let's get into the story because obviously, I mean, you can see that it's pretty serious by oh, the yeah. picture. So, <clears throat> Mabel's having none of it. <laughs> Pensioners blighted by tall trees behind their homes for more than twenty-five years <laughs> say they have not been able to watch TV properly since nineteen ninety-five. <laughs> what? Are these... What? They're just now getting round to doing something about it. <laughs> Oh, for more than more than twenty residents, sixteen of them couldn't be bothered to take part in the story. Say the trees were planted by developers decades ago, and they are so tall they block all signals from space. <laughs> that can't be the actual way. It is. No. It is. Oh it my god. <laughs> Roy and Sonia Hickman moved to the street 50 years ago and say they often just get a blank picture on their screen. Mrs Hickman, 80, said, When we moved in there, there were no trees at all, just a field full of cows. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for 25 years, the same cows. But when the developments went up, they were put there so we couldn't see through to the new houses 
That was more than 25 years ago, and we have had no end of problems since. The television is unwatchable! It freezes, the volume goes, and sometimes the picture goes completely blank. We know it's down to the trees, and it's affecting so many people. The trees are getting higher, and nobody gets any signal for anything. It's terrible. I mean, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? Okay, I think she's stretching the use of the word terrible. <laughs> I um, <clears throat> I I mean, okay, here's what I don't get is for twenty five happy years they sat there in their home watching the television. Well, no, well they said that they've had problems for twenty four. Oh yeah, so for twenty first twenty five. Yeah, because yeah. they've lived there for fifty years. So for a quarter of a century they sat in their house watching telly. Quite cheerful, and then the developers came in and planted the trees. Now, would you not think that after the first, oh hell, let's be generous, after the first five years, you'd think it's time to do something about this? But then, I mean, what can you do about space blocking super trees? <laughs> well, Mr. Hickman, who's 78 has said that the problem has got gradually worse and residents have been seeking help, but to no avail. He said, About two years ago, we had councillors from the valley came to see us and they said they would take the matter to the town hall. We've also even had people from Sky come out because we're still paying £60 a month to them. They've been out two or three times now and even they can't get a signal. They say they can't do anything, but it's not really their fault. There's so many residents on this street, and the TV is all some of them have got. When we have our grandchildren round, they can't even sit and watch the TV. We have to do something. Now, I have two points on myself to raise here. One, if you haven't been able to get Sky for 25 years, why are you still got a Sky subscription? That thought did Uh, occur to me. (laughs) And, and two, has anyone told them about, like, Netflix? Well, I have another question. I, I think you may have read that wrong towards the end there. I oh, think really? what he's really complaining about is his grandkids. <laughs> because I think what that was meant to be was like, and when the grandkids come around, they can't even watch the telly, and then we have to do something. <laughs> well. <laughs> That's the voice of a man who cannot play one more game of fucking Ludo without hauling off and slapping a child. That's what's going to happen there. Now, we're about to get to a uh, a second uh, resident by the name of Colin <clears throat> Dent, and uh, he has a very poignant message. I will try and get through this very short sentence, okay. but I fear you may die. Right, okay. So I apologise in advance. This may be the last podcast we do because Jamie may die here. This will be my undoing. <clears throat> I'm going to try and get through this. Among them is Colin Dent, 80, who said, When there is no television, there is no life. It is hopeless. <laughs> not happy but he should be (laughs) at least pleased with the fact that he holds the world record for being the world's oldest emo (laughs) fucking tell it to your television granddad well we get to the crux of uh, Colin Dent's problem in the next sentence the trees have cut our signals off and we are paying for nothing me and my wife are watching the soaps and then it goes off I can't even have a small bet on the racing Oh, I mean, he's like the saddest man. Oh, we call him. <laughs> I feel bad for laughing at him now. For 25 years of living there, <laughs> all we Colin did was watch Neighbours and have a little flutter on the Sunday 2.45 at Cheppingstow. But why can't he have a bet on the racing? That's what I want to Because he can't see him, Alec. <laughs> well, go to the f- fucking bookies. No, he like... can't. He can't do that because his house is surrounded by a ring of terrifying trees. He does a little name drop here. 
we had a man from Burton Aerials come out Ooh, and fancy. he told us that in seven years' time we won't get anything whatsoever. So we have done well, I suppose. Like, why is it oh, so specific? <laughs> in seven years! <laughs> so, when the moon doth... <laughs> <laughs> Seven cycles from now, when the moon is high in the equinox. <laughs> when, when this globe of ours circles the fiery sky orb seven times hence, thy magic <laughs> box shall be dark as night, and so with it dies your hope. Yeah, that sounds um, about right. Mr Dent hasn't finished yet. Mr. Dent says it sometimes feels like the trees are closing in and he is even considering moving house, right? Uh, He's considering moving house. He said, I am not looking to sell my (laughs) 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 But I shall have to if this carries on. You can actually tell when the rain is coming before it is here. The signal gets so bad, oh, there, right. is no, there is no screen at all. Like, does that mean the TV vanishes? <laughs> yep, the signal's so bad, the television winks out of existence. Sorry, when you said, you can tell the rain is coming before it's even here. <laughs> I actually didn't realise you were talking about signal. I thought it was just some metaphor for Colin's life. Um... So yeah, and and that's uh, so we've got a spokesman for the council says council's got sympathy for the residents' position. Uh, reducing the height of trees would be an expensive undertaking; it would only provide the very briefest of improvements. Uh, complete removal of the trees would destroy natural habitat for a lot of wildlife. Um, suck it up, get Netflix. But I mean, I'm not being funny. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I live in quite a remote area. Right? Yeah. And there are hills and forests and all sorts of shit around here. And I know a lot of people with Sky. Yep. It seems to work. Mostly because they angled the dish so that the signals, which are beaming down from above, manage to make it past the dense foliage. No, that that doesn't... uh, That won't work because, obviously, this is... It's a void, dude. Like, (laughs) nothing... Nothing can get through that. (laughs) So it's not so much that the trees themselves are just physically blocking the signals, so much as it is they're emitting some sort of energy which just saps all communications. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, yeah, and then in seven years' time, it'll just go... <laughs> and, uh, like, that whole area will... And thus <laughs> the trees shall consume them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Why? Oh, I tell you yeah. what, I think we've got it all. All this fucking Skynet talk that people are concerned about. I think we're headed for a poison ivy scenario. Because this... things are start, things are start to come into place. We've got trees creating void circles. We've got other trees fucking attacking women with maggots. Um, I'm you, fucking rise of we've the got ends, this twenty twenty. This, this one o three list. Um, later on. Uh, we'll be talking about the uh, the bush that's going to kill people unless it's stopped or, or whatever is happening in Hull. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe The shrub that shivs. The sh- Tonight on Fox. <laughs> Dateline, Reading. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh, fuck. What have you got for us, Jamie? I thought you said you... Uh, you did I hear you right? You said you've got something for us? I do, I do. I've, I've been I've been thinking that we need to use our vast platform and network of listener... Okay. ...to try and do some good in this world. Now... Oh, okay. So, what I thought was... And here's the thing, right? People have questions. <clears throat> now, not right. directly for us... Although, by all means, send them in. But people... Yeah, but the questions for us are mainly, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Yeah, and please won't you stop. <laughs> and why yeah. Why this again? But, you know. Um, but no, people uh, have a tendency to ask the internet, in general, for advice these days. Often mm-hmm. via the media of Yahoo Answers. Oh, God. So, I've been cycling through some... Uh, some... <laughs> Some questions that people have asked oh, Yahoo, God. and I thought oh, God. perhaps we could uh, we could assist people with their quandaries. 
Yeah, well, I mean, who who better? Right, exactly. Really? Yeah, because we are men of experience. We are men of experience. We have lived varied and fruit, fruitful lives. And, <laughs> Indeed. Um, yeah, we're basically two King Midas's here. Exactly. I... Wait, no, wait, not King Midas. Who is the one that chopped a baby in half? Um, I Solomon. Solomon, possibly. Yeah, two, two, two King Solomon. Okay, here. so not, not, not because of the child murdering, but no, no, we're not, we're not known for chopping up kids. Um, that's fucking that's death for a that, 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 that got dark that, quick. Yeah, right. that, went, that went to a bad place. Let's move it on. So, okay. uh, so first question. Now this comes from. Now obviously, I'll, I'll try and avoid real names. Although I don't think any of these people have used them. Uh, is this, this from, from Keith? So this is from uh, uh, Yahoo Answers. This is Keith. not from Keith. Although it's all men are Keith. Keith, but no, this is all from Adam Keith. F. Okay. And Adam well, F asks, you ready? Right, Adam F yeah. asks, how is Babby okay. formed? How is... He goes on to ask, how is Babby formed? Again. And follows up with, how girl get pregnant? So Al, oh. can you help the poor lad? How, how girl get pregnant, Al? How girl... Uh, well, well, Adam F. Many people will tell you that when a man and a woman loves each other very much... They uh, they want to be closer to each other, and through that closeness uh, uh, and that love, um, magical things happen, and that love um, is turned into a human being, which is then nurtured for nine months in the woman's uh, stomach as it grows, and it soaks up all that love and that hope and uh, and that care and that compassion from. Uh, the mother and the father and um, after nine months uh, the mother goes through something called labour and it's called labour because uh, it's very traumatic for the mother but she knows she has to do it uh, for the child born of love and uh, the child will emerge into the daylight and it will be uh, cared for by parents and extended family and it will grow to be a fine upstanding member of society and the cycle will continue many people will tell you that but in general <laughs> what will happen is you'll have a few pints down the the dog and arrow um an old uh betty mc will give you that that look with a one eye and you'll think i'm on here and then it and then it's off down the back of the local kebab shop Put in your order for your kebab first because it gets pretty busy that time of night. So you can nip round the back, um, give her a wee pump, easily two or three minutes. You've got five, but you need two minutes to clean up um, and uh, get your kebab. And then around two, three months later, uh, you'll probably receive a text message or a phone call uh, giving you some bad news. You'll have, you'll avoid it, you'll ignore it, and you'll think it'll go away. Uh, nine months later you might get a message saying that a child has arrived um, again you may ignore it most people will uh, and then a few years later you receive a letter from a organization called the CSA uh, they will then start taking half of your money um, a few years after that uh, you'll uh, probably start getting messages from uh, from the woman um, and then a few years after that you'll probably have an angry child turn up at your door or teenager at your door um, who will fight you and tell you that you've never been there for them um, and uh, you, your life's actually over at that point you'll be poor because you'll have no money and um, you'll feel shit because you haven't been a father and uh, generally die alone <laughs> I love how quickly that slid from a quite touching uh, speech that I can only assume you've rehearsed for when your own children ask you how to, <laughs> how babies are formed, and then slid into the grim only way is Essex reality of what will probably be Adam F's life. Yeah, well, I mean that's what I'm assuming, ju judging by the way he asked his question. So there you go, Adam F. Um, I hope that helps. Well, <clears throat> I'm sure I'm sure he'll be thrilled. Um, moving on. Yeah, this asks, are there birds in Canada? Now, there is some context to this. He says, okay, okay. I'm thinking of Wait, visiting. As in, like, birds or women? Uh, no, I think, caca! 
Okay, right. But he said, uh, I'm th- are there birds in Canada? I'm thinking of visiting and might bring my camera. So I'm curious to know if they have any birds. I know they have moose. Now, <laughs> I did some research upon reading this. Isn't there a Canadian goose? There is a Canadian goose. So we know they have okay. at least one bird. They have at least one bird. And I think they may have more. Is there any countries without birds? Well. Why would a country not have birds? What the fuck am I talking about? It's a fucking bird. <laughs> I, the way I look at it is this. The sky is shared by all lands. Yeah, yeah. So, but I assume... Country without birds. Alright, okay. Uh, yes, there is. Of course there is. There is? Yeah. Where? North Pole. Oh, uh, yeah. Wait, but don't they have... I'm not going to say penguins, that's South Pole. No. Well, no. No, they wouldn't have North Pole. Because there's no food. Well, there we go. So the answer to the question is... You'll be fine. North Pole. As long as you... No, that wasn't the question. Well, well that's his answer. Move on. North Wait, Pole. Are there any birds in Canada? The answer is North Pole. Yes. Fair. Okay, next. Now... I'll give you one more for tonight, but I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna do some more of these next week. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig out some real good ones, but one more for tonight because I think this is very important that we answer this. Okay. Okay. I was bitten by a turtle when I was a young lad. I was bitten by a turtle when I was a young lad. Can I still drink orange juice? What? Right. Oh, that's Alan. No, that's broken. it. That's it. That's the whole question. So, uh, listeners, I've broken Alan's brain, and while we clean him up off the floor, you can. That's the whole question. I, I was bitten by a turtle as a young lad. Can I still drink orange juice? Now, I don't know what that means. But if he's saying I was bitten by a turtle when I was a young lad, that would indicate to me that he's not a young lad anymore. He's an adult. Yes, who has lived a... But he's saying, can I still drink orange juice? When did he stop? I'm assuming... Or or still drink orange juice in the case that he currently is drinking orange juice. Do you think he's been drinking it and suddenly thought, oh, wait, maybe... Yeah, that sounds like he got bit by a turtle... His mom said, "Oh shit, you've been bit by the turtle," and he went, "Ah, I'm I'm fucked." And his mom went, "Have some orange juice," and he's just constantly been drinking it. Surely that would be. I was bitten by a turtle as a young lad. Do I have to continue drinking (laughs) orange juice? Which still he's not thinking right, is he? Because he's he's so hyped up on vitamin C. (laughs) It's just. Just, he's, he's just fucking... this wee orange turtle bitten guy. <laughs> what I like was... In- Internet, you are weird. Someone else had actually attempted to answer, which is why I brought this up. And I don't know why I find this so funny, but their response... This was from a, a guy on the Yahoo Answers called Pirate Man. <laughs> Best superhero <laughs> That's where I ever. I go for all my advice. And all they've said is, No! If... <laughs> No, if you drink orange juice now, it will activate the turtle venom in your veins and send you into a coma. Did no one ever tell you this? Jesus. So there we are. So, uh, North Pole, Adam F's going to die alone, and careful on the orange juice if you've been bitten by a turtle. Well, he might not. I mean, Adam F might be all right. He might not, you know, he might might not be a scumbag. Oh, come on. He's Adam F. <laughs> I'm sure he's a lovely uh, guy. Smells like right, sandalwood. Before, t- before we talk about um, something I've been watching this week, uh, we've got three more news stories to get through. Oh, give me the bush. All right. So you've got uh, you want the bush? Give me the bush. I need the bush. All right. Whole man wants council to cut back bush before it kills someone. What's it made of? Knives. He says the council need to act before someone is killed. So they basically use this, the 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 headline as the byline. So great, well done. Okay, so 
Uh, and the first line is, a man has complained to the council about an overgrown bush which could kill someone. Oh, fuck so, me. Like, they're, like, they're really drilling this SEO in of bush kill. Uh, Do you think in you the know, dictionary really in that newspaper's office, under redundant, it says, see redundant? I think so. Right, so, Bubble Mere, 40, says the overgrown thicket has become a hazard on the corner of Park Grove with people having to walk around it. Right. That, <laughs> That's it. That, That's the. I mean, okay. Dad of three, Mr. Meyer, who is a mosque leader. Don't know why that's relevant. Yeah, that's an said old he, detail. <laughs> it's very weird to put that in. Dad of three, Mr. Meyer, who once went to uh, Lanzarote, <laughs> said he believes it will only be a matter of time before someone gets killed, as he says cars travelling around the corner at speed could easily run someone over. He claims there's a health and safety risk to members of the public who use the pedestrian route on a daily basis. <laughs> so, right, that sounds that sounds pretty bad. It does. Um, and if you're having to walk around the bush to get, uh, and you're having to walk into the road, I can see why that would be dangerous. Like I, I'm, I'm in full agreement. Um, Jamie. Yes. This is the bush. Oh my god! You sending me the bush? I'm sending you the bush. More pictures of bush than you can possibly imagine. It's like seventies porn up in here. Let's have a look. So, so as you can see, there is absolutely no way you can walk by that without walking down the centre of the road. <laughs> no, like that is, yeah, no, that's dangerous. Because the thing is, the only option you've got, other than walking in the four foot wide stretch of pavement that is available to you, would be mm-hmm. to step right out in front of traffic. Yeah, absolutely. With the, the, the traffic, of course, which is speeding round the corner, um, <laughs> apart from the big speed hump that, speed that is. From... <laughs> so, <laughs> so aside from the fact that. I mean, if you know, if the bush was encroaching on the pavement and people had to, that is bad, obviously. But uh-huh. that's a far cry from killer bush that needs to be re- repeated in both in the headline, the fucking subheading, and the the first line of the article. And then you get to this picture and see that not only is there a clear path, but there's no way anything coming round there is doing more than twenty miles an hour. Well, he explains. He explains uh, a little bit more. <laughs> is because this of, the wrong bush? Because of where it is situated, it means that two people can't both use the path. You are having to move over into the road. <laughs> so, I mean, what I would say there is wait. <laughs> Have it. <laughs> two words. No, I'm fucking you, sir. coming through. I'm coming through. Get in the road, you cunt. I'm fucking <laughs> single file. But it's a bu- it will literally take four steps to walk by that. Just stand there, go, cheers, and then and then walk. I want to see the reams of letters he's written complaining to places for only having one door. <laughs> Two of us can't get to that door. <laughs> I'm going to have to walk through the wall, and that's dangerous. Me, me and my entire family like to walk ten abreast, and uh, we have noticed considerable <laughs> issue when trying to pass through doorways made for one, even two people. Dear sir, I was in your shop buying some things, and uh, upon attempting to leave, another person was walking through the door. I had no option but to jump through the pane glass window (laughs) to the left of it. I I require you to give me some money. Um, But he he has contacted the council. Uh, and he says, uh, it's unsafe, and I've complained to the council about this three times now, but they say it's down to the homeowner to cut it back. I mean... Uh, I mean, to talk to the homeowner. What, what? He added, it's ridiculous. It's the biggest I've ever seen it grow up to. People are having to walk on the road instead of the pavement, and it's dangerous. I have, on occasions, been forced to step out into the road myself, as two persons can't pass on the pavement. No, no, no! You haven't. <laughs> no. What, what you've what you've done is you've been walking. Someone else has been walking. You thought, well, I'm not, I'm not moving. It's that bush's fault, and he's walked into the road. I want to hear more from. I want to hear a counterpoint from someone else, like like uh, Jeff Ramsey's thirty-two noted sock owner. <laughs> or, I, I'm still reeling from the the nonsensical inclusion of detail in the, in, in the description of him. Anyway. 
Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, apart from that, is just the one of the biggest non-articles I've ever suffered through. Well, the council have responded. <laughs> have they just told them to fuck off? Because I just tell them and to the, fuck off. And the council have said uh, we've uh, asked the property owner to cut back the overgrown hedge. Uh, if if they don't, um, we'll do it for them. So so not a big problem then. No, nah, it's not. So, I, mean, I mean, it's not a problem. Period. Because, I mean, to be fair, looking at the picture, I reckon I. I mean, I'm put. I'm. I'm. You know, maybe I'm. I'm being a bit egotistical here, but I actually reckon two people can can walk past past that I am quite a, easily. A gentleman of carriage, and I would feel quite comfortable <laughs> walking down that road, uh, down that pavement, hand in hand with yourself, for example. Skipping yes, as, as we, we do go. on occasion, yeah, yes. as is our want. And I don't, I, I really don't. See, I, I just no, there's, it's not a fucking problem. There's plenty of room. <laughs> there's loads of fucking room. There's a speed bump next to the bit anyway. So at most, anything going around there's going about what five miles an hour. If you get hit by a car going over a speed bump, it's an inconvenience, <laughs> right? So at the very most, what will happen is someone will get slightly nudged. And that's only if there's three of them walking next to each other. And they'd have to be a wide three, because to be honest, it's a pretty spacious fucking pavement. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Son of a bitch. Uh, it's, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I just don't. I also, I don't, I don't get it. He's in the fucking news. Why is he in the newspaper complaining about it when the cows are like, yeah, but no, we've. We told the guy to cut it, and, and he will probably. And if he doesn't, like, we Jimmy's going down with a, a fucking weed whacker <laughs> later. He'll knock six inches right off the bastard, and you'll be able to get a fucking car down it. <laughs> and then they will, and then they'll be speeding, because they won't have to go over the speed bump, because they can shoot down the fucking pavement. People will be getting mowed down left, right, and centre. <laughs> I just, I just don't understand it. But in 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 better news, um, I've been watching a show on Amazon Prime, as I'm sure many people have, called The Boys, Jamie, and it is utterly fantastic. It does look fucking brilliant. And there will be no spoilers, by the way, if anyone's uh, listening who hasn't seen it. But um, that's not yeah, it's, that's it's, not because Al cares about you, lot. You just don't want to ruin it for me. Yeah, I, yeah. Fuck you guys. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's really, really good, and I think the reason it's really, really good. I was thinking about this actually on my commute uh, home from work. I was thinking, uh, like, why do I like it? Like, you know, I, I, what is it about it that I really like? And it suddenly dawned on me that um, they've created the characters in such a way that um, a the characters that are superheroes that have flaws, like, like. You know, I'm not spoiling anything by saying the basis of the story is that uh, superheroes are a thing, and um, they walk among us, and you know, people accept them, and uh, a lot of people refer to them as soups. And um, there is a organization, a company that is essentially um, using them for money. So, like, yeah. they they control the marketing, and and so the soups work for them, and the soups put them into cities. And as they get popular, they uh, you know make money off endorsement deals and things like that. The company does, and then they pay the soups. Uh, and then there's like they've created kind of uh, something called the Seven, which is basically the Avengers, but in this world. Um, and they're like the top guys, and they make the most money, that kind of thing. Um, but uh, you know, not not all things are what they seem, and are the soups really good and that kind of thing. But I was wondering why i like it and the first thing is the the characters uh, in in there that have flaws like the characters that you're supposed to not like they don't signpost it so they don't like show a man it's like oh who's this guy oh my god he stabbed a baby with a screwdriver i don't like him yeah like they <clears throat> they don't they don't force the hate on you they they just show the character uh, doing what they do but in a very naturalistic way, which makes you relate to them, and you start to like or dislike them, not because you, not because like they've been typecasted to be someone you like or dislike, but because the very nature of their character and their plot and their writing and their deliverance of that script leads you into that. 
which is something you don't notice until you sort of think back on your viewing experience. I just think it's fantastic. And 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 secondly, is that the the reactions of people when things happen is again very natu- naturalistic. So you know, if someone dies, you can imagine the reaction to people to see someone die, or if you know something good or bad happens, people's reaction is is what I would expect my reaction to be or your reaction to be. Yeah, and I think because of that, the entire world <clears throat> seems very believable. And there's just little things, you know, like with social media and and um, uh, you know normal media like newspapers and things and and things like that that is in this that again a little bit like Black Mirror, you know, where it's not that far from reality. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's how uh, I heard Terry Pratchett's work described once was that he holds a mirror up to our world and then he tilts the mirror. Yeah, so you get yeah. a slightly skewed take on what's real i think it helps with something we when you're setting something in a you know a, a very uh very fictional but like a, a, a heightened fictional setting where you're going to include mm-hmm. the use of magic or powers or you know technology that is so far beyond the pale that sort of thing so like all uh-huh. the comic book movies all that if you want to do that you can make them fantastical and you can get away with an awful lot if you want to do that in a world that's supposed to reflect our own but with the addition uh-huh. of one thing which obviously you know with with something like the boys or uh even the marvel movies really because they've done certainly in the the first <clears throat> sorry i'm choking to death here <laughs> certainly in the first it's not it's not a tree or a bush is it it's probably some sort of uh flying uh sycamore leaf attack squad that's coming <laughs> for me because we know too much but no it's like the um if you look at like the early Marvel films with, with uh, Iron Man and stuff, it was very much like, here's this fantastical element, but we're going to base it in our world, and it will be yeah. grounded in a version of reality. And so you yeah. do... You need to make everything else as real as possible so you can get away with that one element that makes it fiction and have yeah. it feel yeah. as believable as it possibly can be. Uh-huh. Oh, Absolutely. Um, it's just for it. It honestly feels like Terry Pratchett rose from the grave, knocked on Quentin Tarantino's door, and said, oh, "I've got a well good idea for a TV show." <laughs> That's um, possibly the best way you could have sold that to me. Not that it needed selling. It's it's utterly fun. Everything from even down to like costume design, even down to you know the the the, the script writing. The it's just it, it's actually. And you know it's a big, you know, so it's a big statement to make. But I think it is in my top three TV shows of all time. That's um, a bold statement. I, and yeah, I can't. I actually can't fault it. Even the pacing is perfect. You know, it's uh, it is. I want to say eight episodes, um, and each episode is an hour. Uh, and but the but it, but. It, it lends itself to either binge watching, so like I've watched like three or four episodes in one go, yeah, and it was fine because the pace was great. But then I've also watched, you know, an episode, then waited two days and watched another episode, and it still felt f- fine. Like it's just it, it's genuinely, if you haven't watched it, go and watch the boys because it is, um, it is a fantastic take on a genre which. Could be considered to be being done too much now, the whole superhero thing, and um, it's got something for everyone. You know, it's got it's got superhero things, but like superheroes that you can believe. It's got um, amazing dialogue, like like funny but raw. Uh, it's got action. It's 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 got yeah. It's it's hands down top three TV shows of all time. I'll definitely be watching it. I'm I'm currently in the middle of. Uh, I'm actually see. I continue my trend of being the death knell for TV shows. I don't think you want me to watch it because it'll be cancelled. Because over the years, the shows that I've started watching, which have been cancelled in the year that I've got into them, include uh, Ghost Whisperer. All oh, right, okay. Supernatural. I got that cancelled. <laughs> I finally started watching Supernatural, and two days later, they announced that season fifteen is the last one. 
Oh, Jesus. Uh, what else have I cancelled? Uh, the Mentalist, Eureka, Warehouse 13. All of these shows, I started watching them and then they got cancelled within that year. Right? Oofed. So, Oofed. yeah, it's not good. Um, but I'm currently watching another show which has been now announced for its last season because I've started watching it. But I've been watching my way through Elementary. Uh-huh. I am going to... It's good. It's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go on record and say something that when my daughter listens to this podcast, she's going to stab me for. Because she is absolutely besotted with Sherlock. And, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch's take. And I love it, too. I love Sherlock. I think it's a brilliant series. I love Sherlock Holmes anyway. I, always, like, I, I read the stories when I was younger. Because my dad bought me a, a big... Well, he had a big hardback edition of the complete works of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. And I read I read everything in the house. That was I could I could literally read before I could walk. So I was like I read everything in the house. So I read them quite young and then I had my own version and I've read the stories a lot. And then I've watched the old films. I've watched I mean I've watched Basil the Great Mouse Detective to death because that's one of the best versions ever. But I love Sherlock and I'm going to go on record to say I think the most enjoyable take on it that I've ever seen, and possibly one of the cleverest and in some ways truest to the character, is Elementary. Johnny Lee Miller is fantastic, and Lucy Liu as Watson is absolutely stellar. The whole thing. I knew thing you'd is like just, it. Oh, I, 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 I knew you'd like it. It is absolutely wonderful, and I love the you know the the slightly darker elements. I also I fanboyed like I I actually squealed a little bit. When uh, I can't remember his name, John Bishop turned up as uh, oh spoilers for anyone who's not caught up on season five of it's been out for fucking years, like you know, sue me. But no, the um, when the guy when Sherlock's father finally shows up and you actually see who plays uh-huh. him, and of course it's Walter from Fringe, another mm-hmm. of my favourite series and my favourite character from the series. I think he's a brilliant actor. So yeah, so. Did, did you like the Moriarty twist? I absolutely loved it, and I am, I, I might have fallen deeply in love with, uh, <laughs> with not even not with Natalie Dormer even, although I think she's awesome, but no, with Moriarty. Yeah, uh, because she's so brilliantly twisted, but so not. I like that. I like the character that's pure evil. And yet, doesn't even seem to realise they're just doing what they do. Mm-hmm. They're very casually yeah. bad. Another thing I liked about uh, Elementary is, for me, like I've seen a lot of Sherlock stuff as well. Uh, may, like not maybe as much as you, but enough to feel comfortable with the character of Sherlock yeah. as a person. And it's it's the only one I think has properly explored how much of a cunt. Oh yeah, he is. And like how, like he's he's just, he's a dick. He is uh, with loads and loads and loads of problems. I think that's where it's interesting because I do like and again I I like the the BBC uh, version of it. I like the the notion of the high functioning sociopath. Uh huh. But that kind of gives him a ticket out that he can. Yeah, yeah. He's a bastard, but he's a bastard because that's how his brain works, and people just have to sort of. Falling around him, whereas in Ele- it's more he's more with, human in Elementary. Well, with uh, the BBC version, it, it's more, you know, the things he does there is more like oh, what a dick. Yeah, like almost like semi adorable, if that makes sense. Like it, you know, it, whereas in Elementary, he's fucking taking heroin and sleeping with prostitutes, and he's just he's just fucked. Yeah. And you know, and the thing is, but what I like is the he's obviously got a you know he's got that that moral compass. I, I I described it the show the other day. I said I love that he's got this incredibly strong moral compass that also comes with a, a massive flexibility. Like he will always do the right thing. Like he won't you know he won't see a murderer walk free even when it causes him pain or might cause somebody knows pain that sort of thing. But at the uh-huh. same time. Like in one of the episodes I was watching, um, when someone basically tries to make him take heroin and and fucks with his life, so he solves it. He solves the the crime, figures it all out 
make sure that everyone else is okay, and then nearly beats the guy to death. Yeah. And, you know, he is so flawed, and his flaws come with, like, he has to admit that, I love, and even the little things, I love the fact that you see him uh, going through the, the, you know, the AA program, and having to uh-huh. accept his flaws, and trying to fix his life, and constantly fucking it up again, and always pissing off the people around him and screwing up because he, he can't help how broken he is. Um, mm-hmm. And still somehow channeling that into, you know, making a difference and doing some good and all that. It's, it's just, it's played brilliantly. Um, I mean, obviously, Johnny Lee Miller's standout performance is and always will be uh, in Hackers. But apart from that, it may be the best bit of acting he's ever done. <laughs> he's really fucking good. love hackers but no it's it's an awesome show so that's been my my viewing of late that and weird dope or nope videos from matthias because i have children and they're on summer holidays and youtube is everywhere oh god so but jamie yes you have another story to pick because we're running short on oh, time oh shit son um so you have north uh, sorry, you have Norwich Cathedral Helter Skelter is a mistake or Bolt of Lightning ignites fart gases in woman's septic tank and makes her toilet explode. Yes. Right, Explodey okay. farts. <laughs> so that, well, that is the headline. This uh, this happened on Tuesday, so on the 6th. This is from uh, the Metro. A woman's toilet was destroyed in a violent explosion after a bolt of lightning struck a septic tank and ignited fart gases. Uh, like I like how they, they it's almost like the guy writing it just finds the the sentence fart gases. Funny. It is because you there's no like you could call it anything. You could just call it the methane. Yeah, if if that story is bolt of lightning ignites methane pocket in septic tank, you you read yeah. it and go, oh shit! I hope everyone's okay. When it's bolt of lightning ignites fart gases, you go, "Oh shit! I hope <laughs> fart gases. I hope everyone's okay." <laughs> Mary Lou Ward was left terrified by the sudden blast at her home on Sunday, and says, "It was the loudest sound she has ever heard." We have nothing now. We come in here. Uh, I'm reading this verbatim. Right. We come in here. And the toilet was laying on the floor. There's all pieces everywhere. Pieces everywhere. <laughs> wow. Christ, she's... Yeah. I think she might be shell-shocked. Um, so it says, uh, The entire plumbing system also was ruined after the lightning hit her septic tank and ignited methane gas. The correct way to say it. Okay, but... Unless this gets answered further in, I have a question. Okay. She said, we have nothing now. Now yeah, I get... No, she said it twice. Yeah. We have nothing now. We have nothing. Now, I get that their plumbing is up the Kyber. Uh-huh. But did their entire house explode? Uh, no, 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 no. So what she means so, um, is they've got all their other stuff, but nowhere to shit. That's, well... Well, um... Methane occurs in small quantities in human flatulence and waste and was able to build up to flammable levels. The explosion that hit Ward's home was so violent she feared her house was on fire. She said, We smelled smoke and I looked outside and it was smoke from the septic tank that was coming. Ward's master bedroom window was broken and yard decorations also scattered. (laughs) That's gnomes. There were fucking gnomes everywhere, I guarantee it. A hole in the floor now sits where Ward's toilet once stood, with the walls damaged by pieces of flying ceramic. But the mother is determined to remain positive after the freak accident, saying the main thing is no 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 one was on the toilet. <laughs> that is lucky. So but like That's it, I mean that's it, that is literally literally the end of the story. There's no again, there's there's nothing to it, is there? It's not, there's nothing. No, just the shitter exploded. Here's right. Here's a thing though. Now, this reminds me of something which I'm going to tell you very quickly. It was a, a runner-up for the Darwin Awards one year, right? Okay. So this guy, this this fucking dolt of a human being, uh, he wanted to work on his motorbike, but it was pissing it down with rain. So he thought, well, I can't work on the outside like I would normally so he brought the bike uh-huh. in the house 
And one of the first things he had to do was empty the fuel canister because he needed to that was the problem he was having he was getting a lot of shit gunk up in the fuel so he was stripping it down and cleaning it so he empties the fuel out into a pan and then he's like oh what do i do with this dirty fuel so he pours it down his toilet right uh-huh okay he then puts the lid down important note right puts the lid down walks out and he carries on work with the bike his wife comes home she sits down turns on the telly he does a bit more and he says, right, I'm off for a shit. So off he goes to the toilet. Now, this is a man who has a habit of sitting and smoking a cigarette while he's on the toilet. Okay. So right. he sits and takes a shit into the toilet, which is still swimming with with fuel, and then pitches the uh, end of his cigarette between his legs into the pan. Oh, God, right, okay. The vapours and fuel, right, explode... Firing him head first through the toilet door. Right? Into the living room. Ass hanging out. Rig of fire. Smashes into the lounge. His wife fucking freaks out. She rings for an ambulance. They turn up. He's got third degree burns to the outside and inside of his anus. So he's having a bad uh. time, right? Fair, you know, he's not having a good day. The bit that always makes me laugh is the fact that he told the well, his wife told the paramedics what happened. One of them started laughing, let go of the gurney, it rolled to one side, the guy rolled off it and broke his arm. Fucking hell. That's amazing. Yep. But yeah. That wow. So that's what could have happened had there have been someone on the toilet when it got struck by lightning. Also So it's a lucky escape. It though. is. I reject the fact that uh, I don't know if you know the German word for shit. Uh, Scheiße? Yeah, or Scheiße. Right, right, informally, okay. as far as I'm aware. So I, how that is not called lightning strikes Scheiße, I don't know. <laughs> Fucking well done. Fucking brilliant. Um, we'll finish off with the last story, because we do have four. Norwich Cathedral, Elskelter is a mistake. Um, the now, what do you think that what do you think they're referring to, Jamie? By the way, well, it sounds as so though... the headline is Norwich Cathedral Helter Skelter is a mistake. It sounds like they're going to build a Helter Skelter on a cathedral. Um, nearly. Okay, they they have built a, <laughs> a Helter Skelter inside. The cathedral. In... Oh, please tell me it goes round the tower. Uh, no, no, it's just, no. Like when I say the book, so you know when you go to a fairground, right? And you see the helter skelter, you know the the white and red helter skelter tower thing. Yeah. Take that whole thing and just put it in the middle of the cathedral. Fucking why? <laughs> oh my um, god. So. Uh, the Reverend Jane Hedges, who, uh, uh, who must be involved in this. Well, I don't even know if she's involved because I haven't read the story yet. Maybe she just turned up for a shot. Um, but uh, you can see she's pretty happy here. Uh, she's loving She's loving this shit. Um, it might be the best picture ever. Oh, uh, but yeah, she's, she's having the time of her life. Let's have a look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she... Um, she actually so looks the story goes, like she's, uh, to be fair, for building this, this looks like the express route to hell. <laughs> Why would you build? Well, let's find out, Jamie. Let's find out. Let's take it home. The clergy at a cathedral has been accused of being unprofessional and poisoning the medicine <laughs> a church offers by installing a fairground ride. A full-size helter skelter has been put in the. It's been put in Norwich Cathedral to give people a different view of the inside of the building. To be honest, mate, you could have just built a ladder. <laughs> the right Reverend David, so right Reverend Doctor Gavin Ashton, former chaplain to the Queen, said the cathedral had made a mistake. The cathedral said it was a creative way to share the story of the Bible. It took four people two days to build the 55-foot fairground ride in the cathedral. The cathedral said it allowed... Why did he say the cathedral? The cathedral isn't sentient. The people <laughs> of the cathedral 
said it allowed people to stand close to its medieval roof, believed to be the largest display of its kind in the world. Dr. Ashton said the clergy at the cathedral had been unprofessional and were making a mistake about what a cathedral is good for. He said there was no evidence that tourists became Christians and just to put it just to put in entertainment is naff. Now, I believe that what has happened here is that the priests of Norwich Cathedral maybe had a little bit too much of the sacramental wine. <laughs> and one of them said to the other one, oh, fuck, could you imagine fucking we should put a Helter Skelter in. We should put. We should put a Helter Skelter in there. No, we can't do that. Oh, we can't. We'll tell you. We'll tell you. You got the ladder to get closer to God. That'd be really brilliant. Just one of them um, sat there. Just takes another drag on a lamp. But no, no, no. The thing is, right? God's good and all. But have you ever gone round and round and round, but down? This is <laughs> fucking magic, mate. Um, it does look quite. So I've just sent you a picture of the actual Helter Skelter there. Oh, let's have a wee deco at this then. Which, frankly, is amazing. Oh my god. Yeah, see, no. I tell you what, right? No, because that looks. That's straight out of it. It really. <laughs> that's fucking terrifying. Um. The Reverend uh, Reverend Canon Andy Byron from Norwich Cathedral said he could see why people would be surprised to see the Hell Skelter. <laughs> but in addition. But in addition to showcasing the roof, he said it was part of the cathedral's mission to share the story of the Bible in a creative and innovative way. Well, I don't... Like... What? Is there anywhere in the Bible where Jesus has a wee shot on a helter-skelter? Well, do you not remember where he entertained the the many? Where there was that great story in the Bible where they came forward and said, Oh, Lord, we we are hungry. And he said... Take this and this this bread and this fish and but it's not much bread and fish and he was like well I don't know I've run it look have a fucking slide right and while you <laughs> go have a wee bat on the helter skelter and the fucking seesaw and the merry go round over there I'll nip down the dominoes and fetch thirty Hawaiians and then they were like I don't like pineapple and he was like fuck it nail me to a cross because well, I've had enough <laughs> maybe. Maybe actually, oh, I think this might be a dark. There might be a darker point to this, Jamie. So uh, the Reverend Canon Andy Byron has also been involved with uh, Rochester Rochester Cathedral, <laughs> where they built a fucking quasar center and a tattoo. Uh, no, no, they converted it into a crazy golf course. Oh shit! The bird. Is he just right? What, what's his name? Is he a con? I was going to say. Does he smell uh, like Andy cabbage? By, uh, Andy, Andy Bryant. Andy Bryant. Is he, is he like earning money on the side? The Reverend like, Andy Bryant, formerly of Bryant Brothers Flying Circus, had this to say. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. It's, um, it's brilliant. To be I honest. did notice, though, I actually, while, uh, while you were telling the story, I did bring up some information about Norwich Cathedral. Okay. Now it's a, a Norman and Gothic style cathedral, right? Okay. It was with a helter with a helter skelter, but it was actually it was built. Uh, it it began in ten ninety six and then rebuilt in the eleven hundreds. If I'm reading this right, right? Okay. It was an old flint and mortar and and limestone cathedral. It was rebuilt like a hundred years later, probably burnt down because religion. Now here's a thing. Yep. Do you think at any point, ye olde architect, stood there <laughs> in the field, right, looking at the huge slabs being laid into place, and they said, ah, verily, uh, thou shalt not bugger the sheep pulses fucking. I've got no ye olde names, but verily, because uh, <laughs> a mighty monument to the Lord thou raise. And he said, indeed, tis a fine cathedral, but... My only true hope is that one day, many years hence, a man shall come and erect a tower skywards within, and around it <laughs> shall place a whirly, slidey thing. <laughs> and you shall travel around and think of the way that the Lord travels around maybe the local lands with his carny show. Maybe it's, maybe it's all... A little bit more cloak and dagger, right? Because I've read Da Vinci Code, and 
if there are two things I know, it's one, Da Vinci Code is an alright read, but it's let's not go mad. And two, that they're forever hiding shit in churches, right? So maybe what this actually is, is some sort of scientific subsect of the church, and they're using it to display how, yes, we do go round the sun. Thank you very much, the Vatican. Just like the people go round and round and round the clown's tent of horrors that we have erected in this house of the Lord. In a bag. It's in a bag. And yea, yeah, yeah. ye shall spin roundy round, and verily one child shall catch his finger on a slightly raised <laughs> section of it, and rip it open, and thou shalt be sued into the ground for all eternity. <laughs> oh, and on that note, we're out of time, I'm afraid. Yeah, Al will turn into a pumpkin if we don't roll him back into the garage yeah, yeah. before too long. What? Well, I'm off to Norwich to have a wee shot on God's Hill to Skeleton. Oh, no, I really want to go on that. That's fucking amazing. And then, then we can pop down the other church and have a quick game of Crazy Golf. <laughs> and I'm sure, the, I'm sure the other one's a fucking strip joint now or something. Maybe that's what, maybe that's what church needs more. Maybe I would go more if it's like, like come on in, here, take your pew, here's your Bible, here's your song sheet, over there's the crossbow range, we got paintball out the back, we barbecue at 12... <laughs> Anything on the left side of the room is two tokens a shot, and anything on the right is one. Now, do you want to keep the cassock, or do you want to have another three balls and trade it in for a full set of vestments? Do you want a Helium Jesus? Here's a Helium Jesus. <laughs> that is now my bad name. Actually, that's got to be the name of this episode, so there we go. Helium Jesus. <laughs> episode three in the fucking car. <laughs> we'll be back for episode four next week. Um, Jamie, hit me with the email address where people can send us abuse and uh, Nigerian princes can offer us money. Money? Well, then it's jamie at midgamecrisis.co.uk or you can catch us on Twitter at midgamecrisis or you can go to Facebook and you can bloody look for us because I can't remember the link. But I'm pretty sure it's facebook.com forward slash midgamecrisis. Um... And I think that's probably it for methods of communication. But if you do write our names across your ample bosom and go on television... Male or, male or oh, female. Indeed. I, I didn't specify, as long as it's ample. And then you go on TV and jump up and down in front of a camera at some sort of live sporting event, we'll get right back to you. Absolutely. Perfect. We will see you next week. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Goodbye.